The sermon text today is from the Old Testament, the book of the prophet Habakkuk. The second chapter, I will read the first four verses. Habakkuk, chapter 2, and verses 1 to 4. Hear the word of the Lord. I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what the Lord will say to me and what the Lord will answer concerning my complaint. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come and does not lie. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them. But the righteous live by faith. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We have an 85-pound black Labrador whose name is Rooney. You may remember seeing Rooney made an appearance in a sermon early in the pandemic when I was recording a sermon from our living room on my phone. When Rooney came into our home as a puppy, I was not really ready for another dog. I was outvoted three to one. Two of the people who voted don't live in the house any longer. <laughs> Rooney is now eight years old. One of Rooney's favorite things to do is to sit with Kathy and me on our back patio, especially at night. Our house backs up to Smoyer Park. So when we sit out there on the patio, there are no lights to be seen. And with the string of lights turned on, you can't really see a thing beyond the pavers that form the patio. Rooney goes to the very edge of the patio, sits down, and keeps watch. He won't move until we go inside. It is as if he's protecting us from deer, <laughs> fox, rabbits, squirrels. I've never asked Rooney whether he is keeping watch into that darkness with his eyes or with his ears, but I'm guessing it's both. Watch keeping. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning, Psalm 130. For God alone my soul waits, my soul waits in silence, from God comes my salvation. Psalm 62, wait for the Lord, be strong, 
Let your heart take courage, yea, wait for the Lord. Psalm 27, watchkeeping. From the prophet Habakkuk. I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what the Lord will say to me and what the Lord will answer. Watchkeeping. The prophet's image is one of standing guard, being a lookout. Habakkuk announces that he will take his place high atop a wall. It's a very large wall that surrounds the city. He will ascend to a strategic point up on the wall, a corner, the highest point, a strategic place up on the wall the best panoramic view. One doesn't climb up to the watch post to enjoy the view. It's a spot to keep eye on the movements of enemy forces or watch preparations for battle. Watch keeping is where protection begins. It's a place for vigilance. It's an environment with an edge to it, not to be confused with a retreat setting or an oasis for reflection. It's not one of those Old Testament mountaintops, but like those places of theophany where God spoke to Moses and Elijah, Habakkuk announces that he intends to watch and wait for a word from the Lord. When Habakkuk demands an answer from God, he goes to the watch post. He turns to watch keeping. I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what the Lord will say to me and what the Lord will answer. There's not much to know, actually, about Habakkuk. There's not much information about the prophet in the Hebrew Bible. Historians of antiquity and biblical scholars don't add much more. Habakkuk was a prophet of God a prophet who most likely lived in or around Jerusalem. The ancient city had expansive walls and plenty of watch posts and ramparts. Habakkuk was a Hebrew prophet at the time when Babylon was the empire of the day. That means the city, the city of Jerusalem was in ruins, under siege. The prophet's world was crumbling around him not much more can be said about Habakkuk. The prophet's call, however, is a call to watchkeeping. The book of Habakkuk is just three chapters. Chapter one is Habakkuk's complaint to the Lord. After the few verses I read to you, chapter two then becomes the Lord's response. And chapter three is identified as the prophet's prayer though Habakkuk's very strong complaint should be understood as a prayer, a lament. The lament begins like this. O oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you won't listen? Or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. It's the prophet calling on God to look around. I'm not sure which world you are watching, Lord, but my world's falling apart. Evil carries the day. 
Violence seems to never stop. The bad guys always seem to win. You should be astounded at the nations that thrive. Religious leaders are nowhere to be found. Aren't you the God of old? Aren't you the one to do something? Aren't you the one who's supposed to make a difference? Habakkuk and his timeless complaint. He doesn't stop there. By the way, Lord, I'm getting tired of asking and pleading and getting nowhere. Nothing changes. So I'm just going to climb up there to the watch post, stop my complaining, and wait. I will wait to hear and watch to see what you have to say. You and I may not know a whole lot about Habakkuk, but a whole lot of us have been to the watch post waiting for some answer, some explanation, some purpose that is yet to be revealed by the Lord of all? The Lord answers Habakkuk. It's a short book, so the prophet didn't have to wait so long. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it, for there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks to the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. God reassures Habakkuk there is still a vision, even for these days, for the here and now, a vision of God's future. If you don't see it, you don't grasp it, you don't understand it, be patient. It's surely coming. When the vision, the assurance, the promise comes, the Lord tells the prophet to make it plain Write it so that the people can carry it with them on their journey. Write it so they can read it and comprehend it along the way, so the runner can know it along the way. The vision, the assurance, the promise, the comfort, the message is sure and true. God is here, the world belongs to God, and you belong to God. Despite all the signs to the contrary in a crumbling world, God is steadfast and true and full of mercy, love, and grace. And as the Lord affirms and proclaims to the prophet, the righteous live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith rather than answers and certainties. Share the vision in a way that is not just etched in stone, but etched into the hearts of those called by God to run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Hebrews, the 12th chapter. In Habakkuk's prayer, that concludes the book. The prophet offers praise and adoration. And in our small group this week, studying the prayer of Hannah and the prayer of Mary, we had a good discussion about whether prayer always has to start with praise and adoration. One can't help notice Habakkuk starts with complaint and then moves later to praise and adoration. His prayer of praise and adoration is a prayer that God would come and save God's people, that God's people would endure. He also acknowledged that there will still be waiting, and there is a need for patience. Amid the watching and the waiting, Habakkuk finishes the prayer, yet, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exalt in God, the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength after watching and waiting. Yet, I will rejoice. The prophet of such strong complaint 
the prophet of such strong praise. And in between, Habakkuk went to the watch post. Watch keeping. During these last weeks of these, during these weeks of this series of ways to pray from the Old Testament, I found myself rereading Anne Lamott's short book on prayer entitled Help, Thanks, Wow. Len Scales discussed the book on the first adult education, in the first adult education class in this series. In the section on prayer as simply asking God for help, Anne Lamott writes this. One modest tool for letting go in prayer that I've used for 25 years is a God box. I've relied on every imaginable container, from a pill box, to my car, car's glove box, to decorative boxes friends have given me. The container has to exist in time and space so you can physically put a note in it, so you can see yourself let go in time and space. She goes on to describe her practice of jotting down the prayer requests that are most distressing and heavy on her heart. She takes the note, folds it up, sticks it in the box, and closes the box. Right then, she writes, you might have a moment of prayer. It might come out sounding like this. Here, you think you're so big, fine, you deal with this although I have a few more excellent ideas on how best to proceed. Then I agree to keep my sticky mitts off the spaceship until I hear back from you. She tells of waiting for a response that surely won't be a voice or skywriting, but a time when you know again that God is and who you are. Maybe after you put after, maybe you have to put a note in the God box, you'll go a little limp, she writes, and in that divine limpness, you'll be able to breathe again. And breath is the Holy Spirit. Breath is life. Lamont tells of a prayer, uh, tells of a friend of hers who is a priest who told her that through prayer, we take ourselves off the hook and put God on the hook where God belongs. In sharing her 25-year practice of the God box, Anne Lamont is sharing her version of the watch post, her version of watch keeping, hearing and seeing and being claimed again and again by the vision from God, clear and easy answers, not so much, but the assurance that there is a vision for the here and now, a promise of God's peace and remembrance deep within, that God's future is real, an almost mystical affirmation that God is still in control. For at the end of the day, and all through the night, the righteous shall live by faith. From complaint to praise, and a vision of the promise of God that comes right smack in the middle of it. From complaint to praise, with a visit to the watch post right in between. You remember that Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. 
How many times have we heard it and read it and pondered it? This invitation of Jesus. It's an invitation from our Lord and Savior to bring your complaint to him. Even when, especially when, your life or this world feels like it's crumbling. Jesus' invitation is to come to the watchpost with him. Jesus invites us to meet him at the watchpost. Jesus invites us to come watchkeeping. Come unto me. Jesus is our watchpost. Thanks be to God.